This episode is brought to you by the free workshop I wait around all year for. That's right, Stu McLaren's free membership workshop is now open for registration. Head to the show notes to save your spot for the free three-day workshop all about launching or growing a membership business. Whether it's for your indoor playground or whether you want to teach watercolor painting or kids play ideas. It all begins April 20th, so be sure to register so you get reminded to attend right alongside me. And if you've never heard of Stu McLaren, that's okay. I didn't either until a few years ago. But when I introduce people to his content now, I typically refer to him as the Taylor Swift of membership sites, and that's a big deal for me. He's the one person whose content I can truly never get enough of, and that's why I'm partnering with him again for a third time this year to bring his free workshop and incredible energy to you. Just four years ago, someone generously shared his yearly free workshop with me, just like I'm doing for you right now, and I'm so eternally grateful for that. Because four years ago, I was barely making money online, and now I'm bringing in thousands of dollars a month from my memberships, all while working part-time as a stay-at-home mom. And it's all a direct result of Stu coming into my life and showing me the way. So head to the show notes and save your seat. The 2023 workshop begins April 20th, and you will certainly see me there as well. And while you're in the show notes, join my free pop-up Facebook group I created to help answer your membership questions and share additional insight because his group is huge, like 70,000 people huge, and it's easy to get lost in there. So save your seat for the workshop and join my free Facebook group that is only open for one month out of the year where I will be hanging out, going live, answering questions, and having a little post-workshop party all month long. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Hello, Playmakers. So it is Monday. I hope you had a great weekend and a great Easter if you celebrate. And it's also April, and that means it's Autism Awareness Month. And I know I've heard this month called a few different things on a couple different platforms, but in my opinion, like that of many others, I believe that every month should be Autism Acceptance Month. So I'm just going to call it Autism Awareness Month here because That's what we're going to focus on today. And if you've been following my podcast or my content for a while, you'll likely know that this is something that I'm very passionate about because my six-year-old son is autistic. And while I already have an entire five-episode series on better accommodating autistic kids and adults at your indoor playgrounds, which I will link in the show notes, There are a few more things that I think are really important to add to this conversation, especially things that I've noticed recently as I've been traveling a lot this year, visiting different facilities and seeing even more of what works and what doesn't work. And one thing I mentioned in one of those five episodes, but wanted to expand on here is the importance of visual schedules and signage. Visual signs and schedules are tools that use images, symbols, and or words 
to provide information and instructions in a visual format. They're commonly used in various settings, including indoor playgrounds, to help individuals with communication difficulties or cognitive disabilities understand their surroundings and what is expected of them. And if you accommodate children that are under five or six years old, remember, they likely can't read yet. So even if they do not have disabilities, visual signs can help them follow the rules and behave safely in your space. And it can really help prevent tantrums and meltdowns in all kiddos. Visual signage typically includes images, again, and or words to convey information, while visual schedules provide a visual representation of a sequence of events or activities. And we're going to talk about both today, and I'm going to give you some examples of how you can utilize these tools. Both visual signage and schedules are essential for inclusivity and accessibility, providing clear and concise information that can be easily understood by a wide range of individuals, regardless of their language, communication, or again, cognitive abilities. And I really believe that these are essential at an indoor playground. So to give you an example, I was at an indoor playground earlier this year. I did a YouTube video and I was consulting with the owner. And one of the things that she was struggling the most with was keeping big kids out of her baby area. And she had no gate or divider to separate the baby space, which was an issue in and of itself, but that wasn't easy to remedy, right? That would have to be like a construction project that she undertook. She then pointed to the sign that stated babies under one only in, you know, giant, big, black, bold letters. And she said, Michelle, I just don't get how I can make it any clearer that This area is only for babies under one year old. But one of the things that she forgot, and again, this is so easy to overlook, especially if you don't have little kids yourself, which she doesn't. She had adult children and she forgot that 90% of the kids that visited her space couldn't read yet. And next I checked out her website and her play cafe in particular was marketed as one of those spaces where parents are supposed to, you know, relax and sip their coffee while their little ones play. So this isn't one of those spaces where parents are hovering around constantly, helping their children navigate the space. So her longer term fix is, of course, to put up a boundary or a gate. But in the short term, I suggested that she create a visual sign showing a small crawling baby just as prominently as she had displayed the text. And within a few days, her staff saw a huge improvement in the amount of tantrums and meltdowns that resulted from them removing the larger kiddos and toddlers from that baby area. Why? Because much of the time, tantrums occur when children are confused as to why they can't have what it is that they want. And by giving the staff and parents alike this tool of a visual sign, to point to when, you know, explaining that the area is only for babies, this helped them to enforce the rules more easily and without as many issues. And I've seen this example play out so often. So let's talk about why visual schedules and signs are important for inclusivity at an indoor playground for all guests. And again, I'm going to give you some ideas about how you can implement this 
and where you should be using these tools in your business. So to recap on that example, why are visuals important in your signage? So number one, it provides structure and predictability. So visual schedules and signs provide children with a clear understanding of what to expect, where to go, and what to do while at the playground. This provides, again, structure and predictability, which can be especially helpful for children with autism and other neurodevelopmental disorders. When children know what to expect ahead of time, they're more likely to feel comfortable and confident, reducing anxiety and potential tantrums. And I cannot tell you how true this is for my son. Just recently, we mentioned to his teacher at his school that he was really struggling with his morning routine. And he really was struggling because, and this is something that she shared with me, she thought that maybe he was trying to exert some control over his schedule because he was feeling like he didn't know what was coming next. He was feeling a little bit lost. And she recommended that we put a visual schedule in place. And for my sons, we actually used, and I actually shared a video of this on YouTube, so I will link to that video, but we actually created a schedule that is interactive. So it's a laminated sheet with some Velcro dots, and he's able to kind of move the items that he completes in his morning routine from one column, the to-be-completed column, to the done column. So for example, it says, you know, wake up. And every single morning, my son takes a bubble bath. That's just part of his routine to get regulated and prepared for the day. So next, he will take a bubble bath. And then when it's time to get out, I say, listen, it's you know time to move the bubble bath into the done column. And just having the sequence of events, and he can see it all laid out, right? He can see what's been done. He can see what's coming next. He can see the entire morning in that visual format. And I got to tell you, I was really skeptical at first because he was struggling so much. And this is something that we've been working on for years. It's been a constant struggle to get him out the door by 730 in the morning for school every day. And trust me, we had tried it all from super early bedtimes to a very calming morning routine. And the simple introduction of this visual, excuse me, visual schedule was an absolute game changer for us. And we've been using it religiously every single day for months. And I got to tell you, it reduces my stress and anxiety too. And I can really tell that my son often feeds off of my emotions. So by reducing the anxiety and, you know, those types of emotions in both of us has just made our morning routine so much better. And again, I was a skeptic at first. So I guarantee you, if you're struggling with helping kiddos anticipate what's next at your business, whether it's during a birthday party or an event, definitely try to, again, provide the structure and predictability with a visual schedule. All right. Number two, it enhances communication. So visual schedules and signs are a helpful tool to enhance communication. Again, especially for children who struggle with verbal communication or have limited language abilities, whether it's due to neurodivergence or simply age. By using pictures and symbols, children can better understand and communicate their needs and preferences, reducing frustration and misunderstandings. And again, this can be just as helpful of a tool for parents as it is for the kiddos because you're empowering them to help their children 
navigate your space more easily. So again, for example, when my non-speaking son is struggling to communicate a want or a need, I also have an app on my phone that we use when we're out and about, and it has a bunch of really simple symbols. So for example, there's a toilet if he needs to tell me that he needs to use the bathroom. There's a juice box he can point to if he's feeling thirsty. There's a car signaling, you know, he's ready to leave, etc. And while this tool is personal and customized to us, you can create similar communication boards in your indoor playground facility. So whether it's a display of symbols on a wall or on a laminated sheet that you just simply keep behind the counter and offer to parents who are clearly struggling with their young child, again, we can use these visuals to enhance all of our guest experiences by facilitating communication and reducing meltdowns. So there are a ton of inexpensive ways to implement this in your business. So if you have any questions or if you simply want to share how you're utilizing this, I would love to see it and I would love to feature your business. So please DM me on Instagram. My profile is linked in the show notes because again, this is something I'm really passionate about and whether you are personally affected by autism or not, this is something that I think every indoor playground owner needs to be very cognizant of. So please DM me on Instagram because again, I'd love to feature you in an upcoming YouTube video and podcast episode. All right, number three, it promotes independence. So visual schedules and sign can also promote independence because by providing clear directions and instructions, children can navigate the playground and engage in play activities without constant adult supervision. And this can help build confidence and independence, which is essential for social and emotional development. And this is especially important, again, if you're marketing your space as one where parents can sit and relax and sip a hot coffee and all that good stuff. I know that not every space advertises themselves as such, but if you do, this is definitely something that you need to keep in mind. And even doubly true if your staff is kind of going around and helping children navigate the space, because especially if you hire a lot of young people or people who don't necessarily have kids themselves, You want to empower them with as many tools to help these guests as possible. So again, visual communication boards can be a great tool and just make your staff's lives so much easier. All right, number four, it increases safety. So by providing clear directions and instructions, children are more likely to follow safety rules and guidelines, reducing the risk of accidents and injuries and just overall confrontations. So for example, a sign indicating that shoes must be worn in certain areas, it can prevent slip and fall accidents, and a similar sign indicating where socks must be worn can help keep your space clean and contaminant-free. You can share a visual for all of your rules, such as no running, no hitting, no food in the play area. Again, most kids can understand if you see you know, a juice box with a big red X through it or something like that. And Again, whether you have these symbols constantly displayed or simply equip your staff with a visual aid for when an issue arises, implementing this can help all parties and open play run more smoothly for staff, guests, and parents alike. So again, this is not just for open play. This is also for every event, party, et cetera. 
And then number five, it can support inclusion. So as I mentioned, visual schedule and signs can support inclusion by providing a universal tool that can be easily understood by all children, regardless of language or cognitive abilities. And by providing clear directions and instructions, children can engage in play activities alongside their peers, reducing the potential for exclusion or isolation. And I always prefer a mixed medium sign. So it will have both text and images to cater to both parents and children, regardless of reading level. You should also seek to include braille or sound for guests with limited vision on all important signage as well, right? So it's not just for guests with language restrictions. And then number six, and I mentioned this one already, but it's definitely, it deserves its own call out, but it can reduce stress and anxiety. So for children with autism or other neurodevelopmental disorders, or just toddlers who are getting used to rules and routines, and again, like I said, for parents as well, visual schedules can and signs can help reduce stress and anxiety. So by providing clear directions and instructions, children can better understand their surroundings, reducing the potential for sensory overload or unexpected events. So this can help children feel more comfortable and confident, leading to a more positive and enjoyable play experience. So for example, if there's an Easter egg hunt, you can say, okay, first we're going to do the Easter egg hunt. That is the first activity. And again, you can show a picture of this, and this will be especially easy if this is your second year offering the event, because you can actually show this is what it's going to look like. This is where the eggs are going to be, et cetera. And you can say, next, we're going to leave the play area and we're going to open the eggs. Next, we're going to sort the eggs and put them away. So this already sets up the expectation that, hey, you're going to have to give eggs back, but we're going to have a sorting station. So this can be a really fun activity. And again, this is a tool that can help parents set their child up for to expect this activity, and it will greatly reduce those meltdowns and tantrums. And you can say, okay, next we're going to play this musical song. So if children really struggle with noise or, you know, again, a lot of these unexpected events, this can help them prepare. And as I mentioned, this can also help reduce stress and anxiety for adult guests. So for example, if I were to bring my son to a birthday party, he would want to cut the cake right away. If the facility has a visual schedule of the day's events, I can more easily explain to him that, you know, first we play, then we get pizza, then we eat cake. Being able to both verbally and visually explain this to him would increase the chances of being able to enjoy the party alongside his peers. And again, if you can communicate this ahead of time, parents really appreciate that. Again, I would prefer to walk my son through the sequence of events well ahead of time so that, again, he can enjoy the party and neither of us need to worry or anything like that. So I gave a few examples already, but here's a quick list of areas in your indoor playground facility where you may want to include visual signage. So again, number one, rules and guidelines. So signs that display important rules and guidelines, such as no shoes allowed, no food or drink allowed and a maximum height for children. Number two, wayfinding. 
So signs that provide directions and guidance to navigate the playground, such as signs that direct visitors to the play area, restrooms, or a designated quiet area. I gave an example of this in my recent vlog showing the Explore and More Children's Museum. So they had one specific gross motor structure that had a designated entrance and exit. And while my child still struggled and cried when he couldn't enter the exit due to safety, the arrows across the structure greatly reduced the time that he spent upset. And it allowed me to eventually help him understand the process And he recovered really quickly after I pointed out the signs and kind of walked him through it. The goal here will never be to completely eliminate tantrums or meltdowns, but rather to give staff, kiddos, and caregivers alike the tools they need to safely enjoy your space and reduce communication frustrations and meltdowns whenever it's possible. And then number three, activity schedule. So a visual schedule that displays the sequence of activities, whether it be during open play, so for getting ready to go into the play area. So, okay, we check in, then we take shoes off, then we wash hands, then we play. Again, this will really help kids understand that there are a list of things that need to happen before they get to enjoy that play area. So it can be getting ready to go into the open play area. It can be during an event, during a class, or during a party. So in my podcast episode 186, Bryson spoke spoke to us about creating an effective and inclusive music program for our spaces. And if you recall, one of the suggestions that he gave for enhancing the flow of the class was to have a visual schedule and communicate it to parents before the class, at the beginning of the class, and throughout the class. So it's really consistently used throughout the entire program, and especially if it's a serialized class. So if you sign up for a series of six or 10 or 12 classes, using that same visual schedule throughout the program will really help children and adults know what to expect. And again, reduce those frustrations, allowing everyone to get as much as possible from the program. All right, number four, safety tips. So signs that provide important safety tips, such as how to properly use equipment, how to handle emergencies, and the location of a first aid kit. If there are any places that kids and guests can't go, like a back office, for example, utilizing visuals can help there as well. And then number five, cleanliness tips. So if kids must wash their hands or sanitize, using a picture or visual process can help assist parents in ensuring all of these tasks are completed. If there's a yuck bucket or mouthed toys bin, I always recommend a big X or a picture of a germ so kids know it's not just a bucket of toys they can grab and play with. And then number six, sensory-friendly areas. So signs that indicate designated quiet areas or sensory-friendly spaces, such as a low-light area or a room with soft music. That's really helpful for parents and kids. And then number seven, food and beverage options. So a visual menu that displays food and beverage options, including allergy-friendly options, is really important. We had this, and I'm going to share an example on my Instagram stories when this podcast gets released, so be sure to follow me there. And I'm going to have an entire podcast episode about how and why we implemented this tactic and how it worked and some mistakes we made as well in an upcoming episode, so stay tuned for that. But 
This tool, this visual menu, helped kids of all abilities communicate their needs and utilize their independence in our facility. And we also had a lot of international guests who spoke different languages, and this helped them as well. And then number eight, check-in procedures. So signs that display where to sign in, where to leave personal belongings, where to put your shoes, and how to receive a wristband for entry or things like that. These are all things that can really be helped with a visual schedule. And then number nine, staffing information. So signs that provide information about which members are staff. So honestly, having staff shirts or uniforms is a example of a visual aid. So you can also have names and photographs and how to ask for assistance in a visual manner. And then number 10, finally, an emergency evacuation plan. So a sign that displays the emergency evacuation plan, including the location of emergency exits and where to gather outside in the case of an emergency. That can be very helpful. All right, so to wrap this one up, your play of the day today is to implement at least one of these visual signs or schedules this week. So I gave you 10 ideas. So again, message me and let me know on Instagram which one you're going to implement or which one you already have implemented because I know a lot of you guys are really passionate about this as well. So again, I'm going to be putting together a YouTube video on using these types of signs and I would love to feature yours. So please message me a picture and also let me know if I missed any clever places to utilize visual signs or schedules because I would love to know and I would love to add to this conversation. All right, I will see you right back here on Wednesday, Playmakers. Playmakers.